Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly, and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. So join Izzy, Dave, and Matt as we talk about the world of combat sports on this episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. So one of the main things that really shits me is that there's this like especially with socials is when people are like the hustle and grind isn't real the grind is bullshit is stupid it's not Mm. it's it's actually quite real and it's possibly the best thing that you can do for yourself because it's the discipline that comes with it but it's like if you hate your fucking nine to five and like sorry to swear but if you if you hate your nine to five you have then that space from like say if you get up at six right you have three hours before your shift. You can go to the gym. Watch you at the gym. Journal. Don't like doing that? Do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You got then maybe like you finish at five, get maybe home at five thirty, six o'clock. And I'm not assuming anyone's life. But mm-hmm. the thing is, though, you're going to have to get hard on yourself. Yep. You have to do it hard. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to make dinner and I'm going to sit at my computer and I'm going to just work on whatever I need to work on. Mm-hmm. And that is literally the only way you can do it. You're going to have to sacrifice Netflix. It's like three hours of Netflix. Congratulations. You've watched three episodes of Gossip Girl and you haven't progressed in life. But Serena has. So what are you going to do about it? Get on your phone. You can build a business from your phone. (laughs) Your phone is your key. (laughs) You need just an Instagram, set up a PayPal account or like get a Squarespace website. Put your product up. Boom. Talk about it to yeah. people. Refer yeah. people over. And once you start doing that, it's actually not hard. People make it seem so hard. Mm. What's hard is like backing the insurance, accounting, tax, all that stuff. Right. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Hard is not the rest of it. Right. Yeah. So well, yeah if you've got that passion and drive and, and it's like this is, like I said, if you've got that identity, I think this is what I talk about with people at the gym all the time. Because mm. I can tell when somebody comes in and they're excited to be in the gym and they've just started and all the rest of it and they're like, oh, I'm going to do the end. It's great. And it's like they don't have that I am doing this and I'm going to get this result and I'm going to be here every day and you'll see me. And it's like I'm not even caring if you're listening to me because I'm – I'm telling this to myself more than I'm telling mm-hmm. it to you. Mm. They're the people that are going to get the result. Where if, you know, you get somebody that signs up because it's a cheap membership or whatever it is, or they mm-hmm. drip, or they, so their friends go there, and it's like, yeah, you're going to quit in two months because you'll realize this is hard. This is hard work. Mm. You go to the gym, and it's hard. That's what it I love sucks. about it. It's, it is hard. Yeah. It's sweaty. It's grueling. You're going to be so uncomfortable. Like One reason for me why I've taken a step back from competing in powerlifting is that I need to change my body. Like my body, the way that it's like the composition of it, to be able to wear the belt, it's pushing everything in directions that make me uncomfortable. I can't get into position. As soon as the wraps get put on my knees for wrap squats Mm -hmm. and the belt, it shifts the way that I have to squat. Mm -hmm. And then the like just my mass and I'm just like, I can't do this. Like that's literally something that I cannot physically do and I hate it. So I'm like, I'm going to turn that can into can. How do I make that happen? Okay, I have to do X, Y, Z. Fine. I have to work harder in the gym and get sweaty. Okay. Yeah. And it's about 
like I guess like when you say you know when someone's going to quit in the gym you can kind of tell they kind of just walk in there and and just do a few reps and then they're gone right it's like people are afraid to really go Mm -hmm. like they're so afraid to go like you've seen me train in the gym I'm like covered in chalk and sweat (laughs) and I'm like "Eh." but the thing is it's like people need to realize that you're gonna have to like stop caring about what your face looks like when you're squatting exactly it like your Instagram followers, if they're going to judge you on having squat face, right. they don't care about you as a person. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, under pressure, things get hard. And yeah, I screw up my face because you know I'm what? in pain. The <laughs> most photos that I've sold from powerlifting meets are those ones because yeah. it's not how they look. It's the fact, the work that goes into that. That's right. And that's why powerlifting is quite a great world is it's not what you look like, it's what you do. And that's something that I took Batman's line, mm. you know, um, it's not – Oh my god, I forgot the quote. Oh, the um, it's not it's not who yes. I am underneath the mask. It's what I do that defines me. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> you know, I could count on you. <laughs> well, you, go, you can say it. <laughs> as that is exactly that, and it's like taking that and and going. It's not how you look; it's what you do that defines you. Yeah. And that's why it's like live with a passion, live with a purpose, live with that drive and dedication. Who gives a fuck what you look like when you're squatting? You're squatting. Yeah. And people will align with you, however you look. And they're going to support you in that. So I love how, like, my friends are the coolest people. I have friends who are, like, filmmakers, they're artists, they're athletes, they're bikini pros. Mm -hmm. I've got people in different worlds. And they are just – they're just themselves. Yeah. And it's so cool. And and I think that's why it's so great to be able to talk about, like, like things like alopecia and weight loss and and weight gain, Mm. especially, is that as long as you're putting it in – it's going to work out. Yeah. So, like, you've had a shitty moment in your life and you've gained 30 kilos. Guess what? It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be it okay. You'll turn it around. You'll lose it. Mm-hmm. And then it's fine. Yeah. And But you just have to be that person that when you walk into the gym, you're not just doing a couple of reps. You have to be that person that's like, I'm going to change my life. You're yeah. that dedicator to the cheap gym, gym membership, not be <laughs> like, it's cheap. I'm here for Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Selfies. That's right. Yeah, well, that's the difference is, you know... I just see it so often. I love Instagram selfies. Don't think I don't. <laughs> screwed up face. It. Hashtag screwed up face Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, it, for me, I mean, that's my sessions. I mean, you've done a, a session with me. With oh my God, tricep death. <laughs> tricep. I did that yesterday. That's why my arms are on the table oh, right now. Can't lift them. Oh. I, did, I did your triceps yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and it was horrible. Yeah. It was really hard not having someone feeding me like... <laughs> Inspirational, motivational one-liners. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do it. Come on. It was going. <laughs> it was brutal. But yeah, um, yeah. no, it's about like pushing through that burn of like when I think it gets to like sixteen reps is when it starts to get horrible. Yeah. And then pushing into those literally last you know to twenty, then up to twenty six, you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. But then you feel amazed. That's right. Like that you did that. Yeah, so yeah. There's two voices in your head going. One saying, "I can't do it. I'm in pain. This is hurting." Yeah. Yeah, to, maybe I'll just go to 20. Uh, 20 is good enough. And then it's like the other side is like, you motherfucker, you fucking get <laughs> that this. other side always. You get this no matter what. I will destroy you if you don't exactly. get this. And that's why people like when I put up the stair climber, like I make sure I show that in real time. Right. Like I'll feel myself getting on there mm-hmm. and then I'll feel myself like, you know, about halfway through and I look dead. Like it's just, it's just pouring off yeah, my yeah. body. And it's to say, like, you know, that it's that's the point where you keep going. Because the amount of times I want to quit and get off that thing, that's why I put it up on 
on my stories so then I don't get off because then that last shot that I do, mm-hmm. like the last um, story post of like me finishing and that mm-hmm. time, that time has clocked out, mm-hmm. like people respond to that. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to go do this. I've yeah. had people tag me in posts when they've done their time on the Stairmaster or oh, yeah. filmed themselves on there. <laughs> and I'm That's like... Awesome. What we've got this like random stairmaster <laughs> movement happening. Hashtag so you're welcome anytime fitness for those memberships I've recently sold you. <laughs> oh, there you go, exactly. But yeah, inspiration, and it's just that's the thing is that if you have a clear, and it's what builds mental strength. Mm-hmm. It's what I was saying. I was training with a guy last night, and <laughs> I pushed him to the limit. There, it was crazy. Breaking like Oh yeah, absolutely. It was great. It was great. He re- and this is what you were talking about. I was going to sort of mention about with that last episode we just mm. did, uh, where you can recognize something in people. Yeah. Most people, I will do that too. Will quit and they'll give up and they'll say, "No, no, no, I've had enough." You know. Um, very rarely you'll find somebody with the same mindset, mm. and it's like. <laughs> we did this crazy bicep workout, right? And bicep is my number one strength. Like I am super strong in biceps <laughs> and I can go all day. And all so, day? Oh, yeah. 24 oh, yeah. hours? I could do a 24-hour bicep workout right now. <laughs> and I trained last night. <laughs> but, oh, dude. But, um, so uh, this guy, um, really nice, uh, whatever. So we were going through the session. <laughs> the very first exercise that the preacher curls first set i said okay 50 reps and he's like 50 i'm like yeah 50 uh, okay and it was like yeah that's like when you said 50 <laughs> for the trial i was like are you okay what are you talking about did you just mean 15 i said no 50 50 Jeez. reps it's a warm-up it's a warm-up okay yeah. cool do the warm-up great 25 for the second warm-up second warm-up yeah second warm-up okay <laughs> And then first Who warms up <laughs> twice their biceps though? Like deadlift max. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, working sets, twenty reps, and I'm like, you're gonna get twenty no matter what. And he got eight, and I made him do twenty. So it was like, yeah, you did eight, and he's like, I can't do anymore. I'm like, yeah, you can. And I and I helped him. Yeah. And assisted, and we pushed. And he wanted to quit at twelve. He wanted to quit at fourteen. He wanted to quit at sixteen. He wanted to quit at eighteen. Shit. I'm like, you're at eighteen. You got two to go. And then it was That's like, awesome. And then he got 20. I'm like, I love you, that. You said you couldn't do it. Yeah. You fucking said you couldn't do it. And, and you just did it. And he did it. But the thing is, having someone there in front of you to push and drive you, mm. like, that's one thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm very self motivated. But the thing is, having someone right there next to you is amazing. Like, mm. um, like, especially in powerlifting, as much as it's a solo sport, like, I've got people like Graham, who, like, his name's Hoover. He's like my brother in this. And we've been training together for ages. And, like, on the platform, like, when, on when I'm about to step on, him or, like, my other friend would be there and I'd hand them my hat. And then I, that's me handing my trust to someone because this thing is, like, my safety net. Yeah. And to hand that over and then step onto the platform and do it, like, it's, it's a team sport. Like, he's wrapped my knees. People hand you things. You have people spotting you. It's not just, like, one thing. And when you have support around you, anything is possible. So, like, when that guy's, like, he would have thrown that down after six or eight reps and been, like, screw this, I'm not doing 50 reps. But sometimes you need someone to help you do the reps. Reps are life, man. Life is reps. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And it's like, you know, when we did a tricep workout Mm. and it was, like, you – every time I said, okay, this set's 25 – 
and you're like fucking 25 are you serious okay but then you did it and it was we like don't train that high like when i think when we do accessory work it's like between eight to 12 like we see 15 we're like oh my god <laughs> oh my god my coach wants to kill me and yeah, it's like yeah. no your coach wants the best for you but also like i love like my coaching style is a mixture between powerlifting and bodybuilding because uh-huh. i love i love bodybuilding like i think it's I would love to see where I can take my own body and my physique and yeah. push push it after all these years of consistent training, even with that weight on my body. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see what's underneath it. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's like, you know, when we're talking about like visualization for the future, that's where I see it. Yeah. And it's like, it's just so cool because it's like, powerlifting is like we do five reps and we're tired it's like no we shouldn't be tired after five reps our cardiovascular right. is it's so bad right. you know? yeah well it's different i mean you're, you're training for a specific purpose. yeah it's like yeah you know, doing 50 reps is probably not gonna be no. helpful. oh my god i couldn't right. bench for like three <laughs> or four days after because what we did it on like a thursday i think right. we did it on a thursday <laughs> and i still had a second bench session to go and it was sunday and I had to hit, I was like at 50. I, I was 20 kilos under what I could hit because wow. I was, my arms were freaking good. <laughs> yeah. Little turkey arms. Yeah. It was amazing. I love it. Well, that's, that's why that, I want to hit that point. For me, like that builds that mental character and mm. you get that two voices. One wants to quit. One will keep you going. And when you make it and you make it through and you get to the end of the set and then it's like, I made it. I did it. Yeah. You achieved. You accomplished. You got there. You you get rewarded by. I wanted to quit that whole time, and I didn't. And I made it. And I got the goal. And that's one set. And you're doing sixteen sets. So you get sixteen. Whoa, worth. sixteen sets of how many reps? Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's why I'm like, no, oh, this guy okay today? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It'd be quite funny actually, but I'm very impressed with um, his name's James. Great guy. Um, so, but what we were saying before, when you can see something in someone, uh, I recognised very much my mentality in what he, he did. Yeah. He, he wanted to quit, but he didn't. Mm. And he kept pushing. And then it would be like, say, it's 25 you're going to. Yeah. And he had to stop at 15. Could, couldn't do any more. That's fine. Rest. I said, I said, I don't care if you rest. I don't care if you cheat. I don't care. You keep going. You get that 25. I'm like, it doesn't have to be full reps like if they're partial reps if it's but you mentally are still moving that weight Mm. and if you have to hold it and rest for 20 seconds and then keep going but you get that 25 i don't care what your your body is telling you 25 is the goal and you're going to get it Mm. and it's like so you know say it was 25 he gets 15 have to rest get to 18 have to rest get to 22 you'd have to rest but then he would get to like 24 i'd be like you got one more and and the twenty fifth wouldn't go all the way. I'm like, nah, that didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count. Half reps, quarter reps don't count. <laughs> doesn't count, mate. No, I like, love nah. that sap, like that mindset of it has to be finished. Yeah, it's not finished until it's done. Yeah, you I, know, like. <laughs> but the looking at <laughs> just so mean. Just like fucking serious. I'm like, I yeah, I'm that. serious, mate. The thing finish is, the set. and like when you're pushed to that absolute brink, you kind of expose what people are like, yeah. like. Not what they're like, but, like, it's almost like you see if they're hungry or not. That's right. And, like, if they're going to come back next week and do it. Yeah. Like, it's it's a really interesting thing to – like, that's why powerlifting is great. 
is that sometimes people will do another sort of sanctioned meet and never come back because right. it's so demanding on the body and it's reps on reps. It's like you're so uncomfortable because it's hot, it's sweaty, and it's painful. Yeah. It's it hurts. Yeah. But like 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 that saying on the other side of pain is growth. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what, what we do is all mm. about. So that guy, as much as like he would have hated it in the moment. I'm hoping that he walked away from that and went, fuck yeah, I did that. Yeah, absolutely. That was, yeah. and I said, you know, at the end of the session, you know, gave him a big high five. I'm like, mate, that was amazing. Like, you you know, mm. I can see how much you pushed to get there and you got mm. it. And I'm like, no one else is in, in the whole gym is working as hard as you're working right now. And oh, I love that. One guy, I, he's not, I don't even know if he's still in the industry. I think he is. Um, he was a PT at the warehouse, like where I first started. Mm. And, um, I remember, like, I was struggling one day and I said, oh, you know, I wish I was as strong as the other girls because they were so strong. Yeah. And he's like, it doesn't matter about how much you lift, it's how hard you work. Right. He's like, be the hardest worker in the room even if you're not the strongest worker in the room. And yeah. I'll always take that with me. I th- he told me that years ago. Mm. And I think about that every time I step into the gym is that, like, or a comp or something, is like I might not be the strongest at the meet, but I'm going to work hard. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make sure I work hard for it. And... It's like powerlifting if you podium is awesome. Like that's great. But like the fact you're there and you're pushing yourself yeah. is amazing. Exactly. Even if you step into the gym, yeah. the amount of the amount it takes for some people to step into a gym is massive. Like I've got clients who come and see me because they don't want to be in a gym. Yeah. But the fact they've stepped into a room with gym equipment is huge for them. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was. I started thinking about having to mop my floors. Oh, really? So sorry. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> oh, this morning I dropped my bucket of chalk and oh, yeah, okay. chalk and gym mats. It was related. To it was related. I just love how I was like, I'm so focused on talking about this, and, and it's I was like, discipline. It's sacrifice. It's mopping. It's up mopping. The mess but that's the other that thing. Is like, I leave the oven on before. I this, <laughs> well, the thing is that we can totally lead into the the fact that your mental health is quite dictated by the space you're in yeah so like being clean like um for me my studio has to always be clean like i vacuum the floors um like three times a week the mats so they stay nice and clean even if the day it's not cleaning day i'll still mop it i dust everything down even when we're in a bigger space i will still do the same thing because it's really humbling when you get to you know dust your dumbbell rack or something like that that's you dust your um dumbbell racks mm. or like your plates making sure everything's clean and then it's like oh that's great for my mental health same as your house like yeah. you get your house in order your life is in order yeah and like train same as training you step into the gym that's getting your body in order your mind yeah. in order and going if it means i'm gonna have to do 20 50 bicep curls to get further in my day i'll do 50 bicep curls i might cry mm-hmm. but at least you're doing it yeah exactly and at the end of it you you've achieved it and it's exactly. like, this is what I said to James after we worked out. I was like, nothing in your day is going to be as hard as what you just did. Oh, no. Nothing in this week is going to be as hard as that. And I, and I said, so when you come up to a challenge outside of here, I love it's that. just going to be like, are you serious? That's nothing. Yeah. You know? And because doing that over years and years of mental strength and discipline mm. and torturous workouts and mm. effort, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reps in pain. And it's like the strength that you build mentally from that. Yeah. When something else outside of the gym comes up and it's mm-hmm. difficult, 
uh, or seemingly difficult, you're like, that is nothing compared to nah. the torture I put myself through. Exactly. And that's why I feel like I, I feel unstoppable almost every single day because I went through all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like I wake up, I'm like, I get to do my own life now. I don't have to deal with idiots. Yep. I get to do this. And it's like, like uh, I will never have an employer ever again because my employers found out that I wasn't straight and fired me. Oh, yeah, that's and and <laughs> that was allowed to happen. <laughs> and so now I went, well, screw you. I created a queer friendly, you know, the, yep. the gym is very queer friendly. But, like, I went... I've gone through all of that and never again will I ever allow someone to have that power. So now yeah. it's like nothing will ever be as hard as that. So for that, like that's why starting the gym in the morning is so important is nothing in that day is going to be harder than probably having to get out of bed and go to the gym. Yeah. So that means if you have to deal with your shitty boss, you can deal with your shitty boss because you push yourself through, you know, that mental fortitude to build mm-hmm. that you now can do it. Yeah. And then go home. Work on your dreams and then quit that shitty job. Yeah, because that shitty job will always be there. Yeah. Regardless. And this is what Dana White from UFC president uh, said, you know, when he got the opportunity or he, he, he saw the UFC and he saw that it was for sale and he approached a couple of his friends who had money and said, UFC is for sale. I think we should buy it. This is the reasons why we should buy this. Thing. Mm. And it was, he was working as like a bellhop. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> At that time, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a boxing instructor, like a you know a boxing class instructor, sort of thing. But he was he was working in the fitness world, but he was also doing like the mm. bellhop stuff, you know, with the hat and the, at the hotel. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I can like, imagine that's not exactly the most nicest job right. to do with people. But he said, he goes, that job from the outside was a good job because it was unionized and you got paid reasonably well. You got tips, you got to work, you know, afternoons, you didn't have to do this. He was like, from the outsider's perspective, when they're looking at what is the easiest option, mm. it's like, well, I can get a, a decent amount of money for this, like, low level of effort. Mm. And it's like, but the trap is that you go into those low level effort things, become comfortable, never, never, you're never in pain, you're never in difficulty. So you never grow, you never learn, you never get better. Uh, and so you stay at that level and that level doesn't in, uh, progress and you stay there for years and you see people that stay in those jobs mm-hmm. for 40 years and yeah. they are toxic people mm-hmm. and they're bitter and resentful because they never went and followed anything. And, and then so they're, they're dream killers. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, you know, because they're yeah. so negative because they didn't do anything themselves to challenge themselves yeah. and it's like, and that's sad because who hurt them right. when they were younger to the point that they decided to live a life like that? Like, yeah. I've, I've, they learned that behavior. Mm. Like, that's the thing is like, people aren't. It's like a dog, for right. example. A dog is never always bad. It learns to be that through mistreatment. But the thing is, it does then have the chance to be kind. It's how right. you treat it. Like, yeah. for example, uh, you know, like my dog Tank. Mm. I'm his fourth home. Oh, okay. And he's a staffy cross. So he, you know, with what how he's been treated in the past, he should technically be really aggressive. Mm-hmm. But he is really quite amazing. He chose to be kind and loving. Like when I met him, he chose to be loving. Mm-hmm. He had all of these mental health issues and 
he's he wasn't any of that. So he really like as I know it's a dog, but he's not a dog. He's a very very switched on little being. Mm. But it's like he could have hated humans right. for what they did to him, yeah. but he chose not to. And now he's like he's a he's almost like a a comfort dog. Because when I have clients that come in with anxiety. He'll sit with them oh, nice. during inductions. Yeah, and oh, they're cool. not nervous to be in a gym environment. Yeah, yeah. So it's like those people who are so bitter and sour and they're like in their 40s or their 50s and 60s, it's like my question to them when they say, like one of my ideas is stupid or something, I'm like, who hurt you? Yeah. Like who hurt you to the point you want to put me down? Right. Like, no. Like yeah. even, for example, like when I wanted to be a personal trainer or studying, people talked down to me about it mm-hmm. and they were in the industry. I'm like, who are you to talk down to me when you should be really promoting this industry? Absolutely, yeah. So, and now it's like, I see, they don't follow me, but I see them in my stories. Yeah. And it's like, I wish that, I wish them well. That's all I can say, yeah. because like, who hurt you? Right, exactly. Yeah, so that's that guy right. who's bitter and toxic, like, who hurt him? Right. Yeah, well, that's it. And and I think that's one of the traps, is that comfort that people get in with those sort of jobs. And it's like, it is a trap. You need to recognize okay uh if this takes minimal effort great what i'm going to do is i'm going to i'm going to use minimal effort throughout the job but then i'm going to spend maximum effort outside of the job to get out of that job so i never need it again because i don't want to be stuck in a minimal effort job forever um Oh man, I remember one of my mates was uh, a factory worker for a while and he said that there was a, a lady that was in it was like um uh, factory line like uh, assembling bits of yeah. machinery and he said that her job was like a drill press you know so a bit of metal would come she'd drill the hole put the thing and next one drill the hole and that <laughs> that was a job all day like yeah. you know eight hour shift drill the hole then Bloody hell. yeah and she'd been there for 15 years or something and um drilling he, a hole every day oh yeah yeah same position and, uh, and he said, you know, I'd quit the job and hadn't seen her. And he goes, and 20 years later, I saw her at the shops. And I said, oh, hey. And he goes, please tell me you're still not there. And she goes, no, yeah, still there, still doing the drill press. What? And he's like, how, how are you still? This and is she the thing. Said, she oh said, God, she said well, what else am I supposed to do? Yes. I was about to say some people don't think they have purpose on this planet. They, right. don't, they don't matter. I'm like, right. You have the chance to do some really cool stuff in life. Yeah. You just have to open your eyes. Like people like think when they wake up, they they just autopilot. We're almost ingrained, literally like in high school, to to just what are you gonna do with your life? Uni. What happens if uni doesn't work out? You're a failure if you drop out, blah, 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 blah. And it's like that is I feel like the world is changing in the way that like because we've got I can't say the word. It's really hard. Entrepreneurships yeah. now. We have those people doing that, and it's amazing. Like, we're leading the way. Mm-hmm. As, like, I worked a nine-to-five that was incredibly toxic. There were days I had to hide under the desk because members were so – they were aggressively homophobic. It was right. a really scary place to be in. Wow. And I thought, why am I putting myself through this? Like, I literally drove home – I was like, what am I doing? Like, I have a choice to keep putting myself through this. No one's protecting me. Mm-hmm. They Like, why am I enduring this job mm-hmm. for money? I can get money anywhere else. Yeah. I'm not physically able to go back into a kitchen because that's something that is triggered in the PTSD. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I can still do something else. What can I do? Oh, all right, future, mm-hmm. dream. And then that's when this whole thing kicked in because it was like, we just settle. 
And that's why never settle is on a t-shirt because like people settle, people quit. It's like the amount of people that I know that hate their jobs, but are so freaking talented that could build a business and support their entire lifestyle and like families with where, with that skill set, they don't do it. Mm -hmm. They think that nine to five is it. And that, that isn't it. You don't have to keep going to that job. If you hate it, you have skills and we're just, depressed into this point where society depresses us and it's pushed down and then your boss is pushed down by whoever is above that person and it's just consistent crushing yeah and and unless you can break out of the matrix it's like literally what that's what it almost felt like is waking up out of the matrix yeah absolutely and it is so rare and that's why you know i want to get people like yourself on the show because it's like you are somebody who is doing something and it's like oh you're not just a person who works you know, I in, took in that Matrix computer job. and I smashed it. Yeah, I was like, like, I'm never going back. These are the people that are interesting, that have stories, that have difficult times, that it's like, you know, the, the greatest art comes through the di- most difficult works. It's like, mm. you know, if you, to have the up, you've got to have the down. And it's like, tell me about your up, now tell me about your down because you had, you had to have both because to be up here, you had to have gone down there. Exactly. Because if you're sitting in the middle your whole life, it's like – that is a boring person to talk to and within five minutes you know everything about them and it's like, yeah, you know. Exactly. So. And you know what? I rate people on movies. Okay. I like, this is, this is so weird. <laughs> have you and seen Dread? Have you seen Star Wars, Dread, Star Trek? <laughs> How do you feel about Nellie Portman? All of these sort of things. How do you feel about Henry Cavill is, my, is pretty much up there at the moment. I uh, love yeah. him. He's beautiful. Uh, um, he's a really cool I guy. Don't know. One of the most charismatic guys in the world. I love he's him. Awesome. Um, he lives rent free in my mind. Anyway, please eliminate <laughs> that one out of that. <laughs> he, um, he no, I look at people. So, like, for example, um, so you know how we talked about the nine to five. Don't do more than one thing. It's like the amount oh, of people yeah. who think that what I do is too much. It's like it's yeah. actually not enough. Like, right. I have days where I end up bored, and I'm like, right. I'm like, that's not normal to be bored but it's only because i'm like i want the next step yeah. of progress yeah, it's yeah. like all right i've like i've completely changed the way that i do my photography now like my style i've practiced a new style and um i hit shots a bit harder and way more different out of my comfort zone and it's paid off it's been amazing and it's like when we get stuck in this this is how photography is meant to be this is how social media is meant to be. This is how you're meant to look if you're a fitness model. If you're a personal trainer, this is how you're meant to look if you're a personal trainer. And it's like people are now starting to smash those like stereotypes yeah. out. Yeah. And it is so cool. Yeah. Well, it's like you said before about being authentic. Because if somebody's authentic and then they're passionate about something, yeah. and it's like people will gravitate towards that regardless as to what it is. Like I will happily watch any video that the person is excited to talk mm. just about this thing. And I remember watching a guy fixing, like, PlayStation 3s. <laughs> Were you in that part of YouTube? I got there somehow. Okay. It was, like, 3 in the morning, and I don't know how, but I got there. But it was really interesting because yeah. he was really excited. And he's like, oh, yeah, and, and I didn't know anything about it, and I still yeah. probably don't. But it was, like... His enthusiasm and realness was what was carrying the video because yeah. he could have done the exact same video with the same content but not been interested in it and I wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. So, you know, regardless of what it is, if somebody is doing something and they're excited about it and they're working hard yeah. towards it, it's like they almost – when they're talking to you, they're talking to themselves because yeah. it's like they're telling you the thing that they're doing but really they're like – 
trying to define it for themselves yeah. and it's like oh yeah so what i'm gonna do is uh, yeah, but really it's like i'm doing this later you know yeah. <laughs> and you know what that's why that's the like the power of listening is is just being there to listen to someone to help them like for example my pt business i didn't know if i wanted to be a personal trainer or not right. it was because my friends um i i said to her i think i want to be a personal trainer i was seeing she was my massage therapist and friend and I found it really hard to be touched after everything. So finding a massage therapist that I could connect, like I could trust was massive. Mm. Um, and then we became really good friends. And one day I said to her, I think I want to be a PT. And she's like, I think you should follow through with that. But then I sent her a message, I think like a few days later. I was like, no, I want to be a PT. I think I really want to do this. Yeah. And I want to start my business. And so we caught up at this cafe and we – she just sat and listened and she typed on the laptop and then she turned it around. She's like, this is a business plan. Yeah. And that was just because someone took the time to listen. Yeah. And to this day, she's, we, we still go to that cafe and if I need to just like try and work out what I want to, how to do something, like create something, we'll just sit there and we'll just talk about it. And that's the power of listening. Like I'm lucky to have people in my life to do that with. And that's now why I'm trying to leverage Stone Industries Universal into being able to do that for others to give them a chance to have someone to listen to who's not going to shut them down when they say, this is my ultimate vision. I'm going to go, cool, this this is your ultimate vision here. Uh-huh. This is all the stuff you're going to have to do to get there. Yep. And you're going to have to do it. And along the way, you're going to find more stuff you're going to have to learn. That's right. But when you get there, you're going to be like, you're going to be ready. Yeah. So yeah. It's funny because it's like most people might say, I want to get here. And it's like, okay, awesome. Well, you can get there through the steps that you can take. And if once once they start getting close to it, like mm. if they take the action and then it's like, actually, uh, instead of there, I'm actually going to go a bit here. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's like, yeah. And then they get to where they were going to and they're like, uh, you know, I can do better than that. Never uh, satisfied. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's awesome because it's like, you know, you, you continue to achieve. But I think one of the, the important uh, mental lessons, mm. um, this is something that um, – they were talking about with Robin Williams and and is is the principle of fulfillment like that you must celebrate your wins. Oh yeah. Because if you achieve something, you did a good job. Like you got that result from your own efforts and feel good about it. Bookmark it. Say yes, this was a result that happened and I am proud of that. Mm. Because if you just go, oh yeah, okay, yep, that's the thing done. Okay, next, 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 and you're never feeling that like I I um got my reward for my mm. efforts then you might find that you know over years that you've never looked back at the stuff you've done and it's like yep. if you wrote down your actual achievements of what you've oh, ach- yeah. it's like that's actually a lot of stuff like that's impressive and it's like yeah you are an incredible person like you haven't even realized the stuff that you've done and i know that some people look at that as ego but it's like it's not ego it wasn't even like like, just interject that. Like, when you did that YouTube intro, mm-hmm. I never thought about myself like that. Oh, okay, I cool. never, like, literally, oh. I've just been so go, go, go. And it's like, I didn't think about it like that. It was the first time I'd ever actually gone, hang on a minute. I, I do have something to offer. Yeah. And it's that self-worth. And I still listen to a lot of, like, you know, stuff in my head. And now I'm just like, nah no way nothing like it's like it's really hard to phase me now Mm, mm. it just i just go 
like just shut up like if someone says something shit like those guys out there before i'm just like yeah but like carl urban signed this and approved of it so your (laughs) opinion doesn't matter to me so it's like it's it's about that like validate like it's almost like we're constantly in need of validation and social media is a really really big Mm -hmm. you know culprit in that Mm -hmm. of going you know Posting a selfie if we don't feel well or something like that. And, you know, that's fine. But, like, self-validation, like, you have to have your own self-validation and go, like, journaling is cool. Like, think about your wins for the day and write them all down and celebrate them yourself. I talk about my wins on the internet because these are wins that come from, like, serious hard work. And I want other people to work hard as well. And to to celebrate a win and stop and smell the roses, essentially, because, like, I didn't do that for what like three years Mm -hmm. i did not stop Mm -hmm. because i went from like going through recovery to then going through powerlifting to going through study business building and then suddenly i was literally standing in my studio and i was like how did i get here (laughs) i i just it was like a time jumps and my (laughs) one of my friends um angela she was like you need to stop and smell the roses. Yeah. And I've got that written on my on my one of my boards. It's like stop and smell the roses. Yeah. It's like everything, all the focus and all of those sort of words are up there, but then it's like I've made sure I've put there stop and smell the roses and just be present. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, like you're when we're thinking about other things, you know, what's Janet posting on social media? Mm-hmm. We're worried about other people's lives instead of going no, myself as a person matters ultimately. Self-validation for myself only. Yep. And then you become freaking unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. It's like you got to love yourself before anyone else can love you. And exactly. It's like if you are like inside, you are proud of everything that you're doing. And it's... <laughs> I think of like ten things at once here. But I love that. I love that though. <laughs> yeah, Hit me with all ten things yeah, at once. I yeah. can I can do ten conversations. Oh, you get excited. You get yeah. really excited. <laughs> because it's like when when you when a challenge comes up throughout the day and it's it's all those little things that that you do those promises that you keep to yourself um so co- self confidence comes from making a promise to yourself and keeping it yeah. so if you set your alarm for 4:30 in the morning and the alarm goes off and you get up then that's the first challenge of the day and you you accomplished it and you like well i got up awesome and then it's like okay i need you to eat this food okay great done this is it need you to go to the gym need you to do this need you to do that okay and over the day you know, there might be one decision each time. It's like, do you want to get this? We should need. We should do this. This mm. is the thing that needs to happen for you to get that result. It's not that you're looking at this grand plan at all times, but it's like this is the task right now, mm. and I, and I need you to do it. And then you do it, and it's like, oh, I feel good. And it's like, feel good, feel good, feel good, feel good. Like all day. By the end of the day, it's like one person might say something negative, and you're like, I had like three hundred good good moments today. Exactly. You know, so it doesn't phase you, right? That's why do good daily is one of my sayings. And, like, I've been saying it for a long time. It started off with we only have good days, which is, like, one of Rob's sayings. And, like, that's one of my favourite songs as well because it's all about, like, work and that work ethic. And life isn't work. It doesn't have to be looked at like that. But if you want to be able to do life, you've got to work for it. And people just think that shit's just going to get handed to them. It doesn't work like that. And so it's, like... (laughs) When you have that whole like the wait, what were you saying before about um, 
the, the, the small moments, the small, small moments, over yeah. So when that person says a you know something negative you negative to you, mm-hmm. but you've just been in the back of your mind celebrating every single win throughout the day, it's not going to phase you. Exactly, you're going to be worried because like the amount of people who get so caught up about stuff mm-hmm. and like I'm pretty sure workplaces would be way better places to be in if people just took a moment to just right. celebrate. Yeah. Instead yeah. of hate. Like, the amount of people who hate on each other for success is nuts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's the thing. You were saying this before in the last episode where um, people, you know, say in the personal training industry or people that um, are in any business, when somebody else says, hey, I want, I'm doing this thing, uh, rather than trying to put them down, it's like to support someone and be like, oh, that's awesome. Like, no, tell me about it. Oh, well, this is what I've been doing. And, oh, maybe you could do that. And then, you know, you try to support each other. And then it's like by doing that, like whenever I, I, I have um, investment properties and, and that sort of thing, um, and if I talk to anyone about um, finance or whatever and it's like, you know, they want to buy a house or so I'll, I'll discuss some of the things that have worked for me. Um, and then, you know, if they go down that same path and it's like, well, I'm, I will be here to support you at, mm. and if you have any questions or anything ask me and I will answer them and and then it's like because by me helping somebody else get to another level it benefits me as well not only do they might find opportunities that I didn't find Mm. and then it's like oh hey Matt this thing has come up you know um would you be interested in doing something with that and it's like um yeah that sounds good and I wouldn't have had that chance to do that if I had at the very start just said, oh, no, <laughs> you got no chance, you know? Yeah. It was like, um, okay, well, I can see that you're putting in effort. I will support you. And then it's like if you come to me, we can work on things together. And then it's like here's an opportunity that comes about where maybe we can do something together. Um, and that opportunity would not have happened without the support throughout that way. Exactly. And it's the same for me. If I'm talking and somebody else is like, yeah, I can help you with that. I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Exactly. So, yeah. And that's why, like, I, I feel like a lot of people get a little bit worried because they're like, I don't want to lose clients. or I don't even know. They make up so many weird excuses to not be allied in the fitness industry with other people. Uh-huh. And it drives me nuts. Uh-huh. Like, I've got mates now who are working together um, in, like, a pa- they're a powerlifting team. And I'm like, yes. It's good to see like-minded people who are severely talented, like so talented, work together, because like it, it's people work with you for who you are, right. and it's like it, people think being a personal trainer is about how good you look, all of those sort of things. At the end of the day, it, that doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, and it's like that's why listening. And being able to help people is that's exactly how you're going to find people who are on your level. Like when you said you had those little like hint drop questions to be able to like see if they're on your level or not. I've started to learn to do that myself. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like some different kind of Mm self-awareness. So yeah, you've got to be careful because some people will try to crush your dreams before you. And it's like, I don't want your negativity. And it's like, well, I haven't, if I don't know the person well, and why would I value their opinion? Because exactly. especially if it's on a topic I know they don't know anything about. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is what you probably get this a lot with the fitness industry um, is that somebody goes, oh, but I read an article or I watched the video. Oh, an Instagram <laughs> video of a deadlift told me to put a band around my ankles yeah, or something like that. Yeah. There is a lot of random shit out there. Exactly. I'm not going to lie. But the thing is, it's just like, yeah, I don't want 
get to Instagram to cook. <laughs> it <laughs> drives me fun. nuts. That's I see fun. things and it stresses me. It really stresses me out as a trainer because there's so much false information being fed out there to mm-hmm. people and it's disorder triggering, eating disorder triggering, overtraining triggering, yep. you know, all of those sort of things. And it's just like this whole mindset, you go to the gym, you're going to die. <laughs> and it's hard. I got. I have clients that come to me, I sign them, and, you know, they're like, oh, it felt too easy, so I went up. I'm like, it, then make it look good. Right. Make it look beautiful. Make that rep look so stunning right. that when you have to go max out, you're not going to, like, have it collapse on you because you've worked on that technique. Right. Just because it's not heavy doesn't mean you're not working. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost like... It, it's like we've got to... Ma- like, people have this mindset in the gym to go max out. Like, I see it at the gym all the time when I train... And girls are loading so much weight on their back that they're not ready for it. The amount of people I've spotted just walked over to just pick the bar <laughs> off them is nuts. <laughs> yep. the edge, and it's because we're in the age of Instagram education right. through fitness. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that, I didn't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it is an interesting uh, aspect because, you know, looking at the fitness industry, and I've, I've been in it for you know, 20 years, um, and you see... Like it used to be magazines when I when I first started. Mm. Uh, it was a magazine, but the funny thing is, you got that business aspect to it where it's like, you know, this month it's like, oh, how to big build a bigger chest, and then next month yeah. how to build bigger biceps, and then it's like next month how to build a bigger chest. Like, and now you know? it's saturated in front of us all the right. time through all these coaches that are just doing that, and it's just like, yeah, oh especially it's this so is overwhelming. This is what's fun, not fun strange or interesting about it is the principles of healthy exercising are basic Mm -hmm. it's like if you lift something uh, you go to the gym and train and and it's progressively more difficult and you eat majority healthy foods you'll get results absolutely that's that's absolutely and it's like you know people come with these ridiculously crazy exercise Mm -hmm. One-legged squat football thing (laughs) while dumbbell pressing on your head you know like it's just ridiculous and it's like Oh, but I'm trying to train core at the same time as my ankle. It's like set yourself up in the movement correctly, and your yeah. core will activate. Exactly. So like, it, like it's like you can get that in a tricep pushdown. Yeah. Almost like the way that you can set up in a tricep pushdown, and the way you just kind of angle your body. It's really hard to say it over, oh, yeah. but it's like you will feel your core turn on, and that's why I love trainers on the internet who aren't just preaching stuff, but they're there showing, and. It's like for me as uh, like I don't have a coach at the moment, but for when I was looking for a powerlifting coach and I worked with her for I think two years, nearly three years, it was like she was doing it. People who do, I love that. Right. If you're doing it, you're in it, you're living and you're breathing it, like I have, I love that. I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I'm going to use this as a massive example. I had a client recently come in for a session. She asked me about nutrition and – I know I'm not the smallest personal trainer out there. I have a lot of weight to lose and I didn't ask for that weight. They don't know my story. They just judged me on how I looked. Mm-hmm. And um, so they asked me for some nutrition advice and they're on, I think it's, a weight, I think it's Weight Watchers and it's 1,100 calories a day. <laughs> yes. So half a lettuce yes. leaf and yes. an apple. And that's being sold to people <sighs> as a healthy diet. And right. I said to her, I'm like, we can't be lifting – the amount of training that we're doing and you're eating 1,100 calories, not even that some days. And she looked me up and down and asked me, legit, looked me up and down, dead-eyed me and said, what would you know? Oh. And I was, I 
was gobsmacked because I then wow. looked at her. I was like, I've lost 45 kilos naturally on my yeah. own yeah. through weightlifting. And I was never in a deficit when I did it mm-hmm. because I did, I made sure I did the right things. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't starve myself because right. I don't want to like lose heaps of weight and then stack it back on. That's right. It's like, that's why I'm doing it so gradually. Mm. And I just never forget that. I was like, Wow, someone said that to my face. Didn't she ask you to start with? Yeah. <laughs> that's why it was weird. And it's like I speak about this because respect is such a thing that lacks sometimes. And like obviously there's client confidentialities and stuff like that. Yeah. But that one moment made me go, I'm going to work so fucking hard. Yeah. I'm going to work so hard that that person is going to see me <laughs> in six months' time, one year's time, and they're never – going to say that to another person ever again yeah. because they're going to eat those words Yeah, because people are going to just say, say things off the fly like that. And they're not going to care about how it makes you feel. And, but that moment made me go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Mm. That was a real trigger point, yeah. trigger moment. Well, that's, yeah, that's the difference between someone exactly. who can, who I've can never, take- and like my clients are so beautiful. They're like, we have a very um, like-minded team now, which is, and like, this is the thing people come in and out of business and what I want to teach people who are new and fresh to the industry mm. is you're going to come across people who are not going to respect you. Yep. And that was someone that I came across very early in my days. And it's now because I put myself out on social media, I goof around on my stories, I post things that are real about life. And from doing that is how I built my business right. is by literally telling the truth yeah. and being honest. Mm. And the one thing that is a real kicker in this is that someone told me don't tell your story because it's too depressing (laughs) and i'm just like i now talk about it all the time because it's so empowering yeah absolutely it is literally the most empowering thing to go from like like brain dead to running these businesses like can't touch me and i want people to be able to say out loud yo you can't touch me Mm -hmm. because of that i've lived that so now I'm so excited for like like January. I'm looking at launching a whole bunch of things that come January, people are going to start becoming bulletproof like that, mm-hmm. that they went from, you know, depressed and hurt and that when someone judges them on how they look, they're like, doesn't phase them. Yeah. If anything, it'll be like, oh my God, I'm going to show you exactly what I'm worth. Yeah, that's right. You know? That's the difference, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's taking those negative moments and turning them into your advantage. And that's me... 100 uh, percent every workout is thinking of uh those horrible times in my life when it's like that's my fuel for the for this moment yeah it's like when it's getting hard that trick bang right there it is that like, was that's you. been a fuel for a long time that one yeah and that's People what i was shit. sort of getting to with um uh, James from last night is I, I recognized that I that's what I'm saying I recognized that moment he thought there was something he thought of I don't know what it is I didn't ask him but mm. he thought of something and it was like he found Dang. the extra energy and I was like I said at the end of the yeah. set I'm like I said you you've been through something yeah uh, you've been through something because that extra my, mindset to get those extra reps that came from somewhere mm. and it was like people like, gotta dig and not hide it like the like for this is this is why I'm a big fan of psychology and mm-hmm. seeing a psychologist in therapy is that it's it's a chance to talk to someone who professionally understands what the mind is doing and what the mind is going through mm-hmm. to help give you tools to be able to 
manage situations and communication. So I was a mute for probably a solid 12 months. I couldn't communicate properly. I had a stutter. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I couldn't look anyone in the eye. I was very, very broken as a person. And because I wanted to, because I wanted to be a photographer and also then, you know, the growth into personal training, you have to talk to people. Yeah. You have to communicate. And by learning, you know, cognitive brain therapy and understanding mindfulness, like really understanding the depths of it, um, taught me that skill to go when people say or do things like that, it's it's something within themselves that's unhappy. And to not judge them, but I'm going to use what they said anyway to, yep. like, propel me super far forward. Exactly, yeah, that's right. So it's like when people have gone through things, if you learn to face it, and, like, I didn't face what happened to me for a solid well, year and a half. I didn't want to until mm-hmm. I had no choice. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going i'm gonna face this and like it's because like ptsd is a very interesting thing what it does to them does to the brain and to the body mm-hmm. and i just had enough of what it was doing to me and i just remember going waking up one morning and it literally propelling me forward like i just woke up with this energy and every time i was bench pressing or deadlifting, it was like this is making me a stronger and better person because I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm not going to be a shitty employer because I will employ people one day. Mm-hmm. That when someone comes to me because they're getting harassed or bullied, that I don't make you know exceptions for it. Right. Just because he's good at his job, I don't care. You're out. We'll deal with it. Yep. So it's like it's about create. Uh, uh, for me, at the moment, what I'm trying to make for you know others to be able to follow through with is that when it feels hard and you want to quit and those last reps really fucking hurt mm-hmm. use the hurt from before because yeah. nothing's going to hurt as much as that yeah and then keep going yeah and that sounds like it's really facing yourself and when you face yourself constantly you're going to grow oh, like yeah. you grow so much as a person <laughs> that you just like you feel awake like i feel awake as fuck yeah like everyone's like i'm so woke it's like wow when you <laughs> really face yourself and face everything about you yeah and even things that are bad about you, like there's things that I'm like, I need to change X, Y, and Z. I need to improve on this stuff so then this gets better. So now it's like I look at those aspects of myself and I face it. And yeah. ever since doing that, it's like, wow, the world got easier. Yeah. The world got so much easier. Absolutely. It's like you finish your nine-to-five job that you hate, guess what? You are free after that to go do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Go build your future. Go to the gym. Hit 26 reps for bicep curls and triceps. <laughs> And then you'll start realizing that that nine to five has no control over you. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Or it, it, it opens a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, man, when you get to that point, it's amazing. And I feel like some people don't take it seriously about, like, I'm quite into, like, spirituality and, like, that, that we have this – there's this energy pushing us forward. Like, I've, I've felt it with certain things. I know if it's right or wrong because of the way it feels. Mm. And I really believe in – believe in that and it's like if it doesn't feel right why are you doing it right and if it's making you depressed why are you doing it exactly it's like we're literally putting ourselves through hell to get a paycheck from someone who could replace you if you drop dead yep your name you're a name on the roster exactly you're the spot that you're the name your name fills that gap for today i learned that in hospitality the very hard way where I had gallstones oh. um, and I was really sick and I should have like, like I, I, I pretty much passed out at the back of the <laughs> restaurant because my sous chef didn't let me go. Wow. 
he kept me on roster the whole time and um because we're really busy and I said I'm really sick I need to go and he didn't let me go and then I just walked and they pretty much threatened my job because I nearly died yeah it's ridiculous but, but then I went back to that employer and then they ruined my life for four years so are you gonna put your like this is the thing that i don't want people to do yeah is that stop putting yourself through shit yeah you are actually 100 percent in control of your life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you need to realize that before more happens yeah, exactly. and the moment you wake up and i want like this is something that i do sometimes i dead eye myself in the mirror just like you did and you go i am over this you are worth more than this. And, like, just say it. I am worth more than this. I'm not going to keep putting myself through this shit. Exactly. Why am I putting myself through this? I can get a paycheck somewhere else. Yep. I'm actually a brilliant artist and a singer. I'm going to put my videos up on YouTube and monetize. Yep. There is literally millions of paths out there that you can take. You don't have to quit something. You don't have to quit life because it's hard. Yeah. And... It's like I see too many people who are severely talented at what they do quit. And I'm just like, you're about to have your breakthrough. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so... It's the 11th hour. Exactly. And so that guy doing his... People think, oh, it's just a bicep curl, man. It's just the gym. It's, it's like, no, it's actually... It's way more than that. Mm-hmm. It's dedication. It's like being able to set your day up with routine and structure. And I look at people who are like, you know, pro bodybuilders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, I wish I looked like this guy. It's like, would you trade places with him, his lifestyle, and <laughs> what he had to live to get there? Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. And like, like every minute of every day, yeah. I like, I'm gonna say it. Like, um, uh, what is it? Like, you know how you got the Instagram influencers now mm-hmm. that are showing off these lifestyles, these mm-hmm. lavish lifestyles. Buy my seven thousand dollar mentoring program. I'm gonna change your life, babe. <laughs> it's not her house. It's not her car. Yeah. It's, it's she doesn't own any of it. Mm-hmm. It's all loaned. But then you're paying money to not actually learn. Right. And it's like who you trust in this industry is so hard because there's there's thousands of personal trainers out there, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it's like I feel like do they practice what they preach? Mm-hmm. Are they working on themselves every single day? Mm-hmm. Are they working towards a bigger picture? It Does their, you know, do they align with my morals? You know, do they have respect levels? How do they treat people? How do they speak? And, like, when when you want to get down, you know, really into, you know, self-growth and self-worth and learn the self-love, you're going to have to make sure you have people who are on your page with that. Otherwise, it gets nasty and it gets toxic and you end up sick. Yeah. So that guy was lucky, James, to have been destroyed by you <laughs> because it's like it's hard to find people who are like-minded men, like yeah. people who are going to just be like, you know, I want more out of life. But then some people were like, oh, what's the point of doing really hard? Like <laughs> it's like I would rather like work a Saturday night uh-huh. than go spend money out, you know, that's going to disappear and then I not remember the night, you know what right, I mean? Exactly. And like people want to do that, that's fine. But the thing is that, like, I don't drink, for example, and I got shamed for not drinking. By who? And, and it's just like, it's like personal choice should never be shamed for that sort of thing. And it's okay if you choose to drink and if you don't. But the fact that I was laughed at because I don't want to drink, but it's like, why? Why are we shaming people for yeah. per- those choices, which realistically, 
you know, it's better for you if you don't. Right, yeah. And it's like for me, if I drink, it's it's a negative. It's not a positive up. And so it's it's hard, man. Being young and driven is hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the alternative is... So I was like 25 and like this, and it was really hard to find anyone who was on my wavelength. Oh, absolutely. It's rare. That's why it's like when I meet people like yourself, yeah. and it's like... I'm gonna get this person in. I'm gonna get it because Mate, it's like I've I've done so much cool. I like this is the thing. I love to do cool things. I see something like I'm gonna learn how to do it. So I had no idea about cosplay, right? Yeah, zero idea what it, it was. And then I saw some people at Comic Con. I went to a Comic Con. I was like, this is fun, and I saw costumes. I was like, okay, how do I learn to do that? So I made like an Iron Man suit. The first thing I ever made was like an Iron Man suit at a very soft EVA phone. And it was horrible because it like <laughs> fell apart. But I will, it was so bad. My dad's kept it and I look at this thing now and I'm like, oh my God, Bob, why do we still have this? What but it's so, Bob? Bob's my dad. <laughs> Bob the builder. I call my parents by their first why? names. because it's, so it's, it's, it's so cute. Bob, Bob the groundsman, he calls himself. It's so oh, funny. Right. He does the gardening. Like, I'm lucky. I'm like, why don't you just do your own gardening? But anyway, um... So, yeah, I made an Iron Man suit and I wore that to the Women's and Children's Hospital. Oh, cool. And the little kids didn't care that I didn't look exactly like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. I'm a very short person. Mm-hmm. And they didn't care. Yeah. And it was so moving that these kids got escape from reality. Mm. And I thought, wow, this is great. I was only really able to handle one sort of visit because it was quite a lot. This little kid, his name was Casey, he... Um, actually coloured in a pit, one of his favourite pictures from an Iron Man colouring in book. Oh, right. He gave it to me wow. and he's like, this is you saving me. And I was like, I just remember going, we have so much power and influence to be able to help people mm. just find better in life. And I think that's where this really started to really pick up for me. Yeah. And then um, I remember seeing the Dread movie, mm-hmm. like going and seeing that at the cinema. I was like, I'm going to make that costume. And so I've made... Uh, I think there's been three versions of it. Okay. And so now it's pretty much 100% screen accurate. (laughs) But it took a long time to get it there. But it's like I get obsessed with goals and I want to do things and I want to make them right and perfection and that sort of thing. And in in the costuming world and cosplay, it was so cool to be around that. And then it got to the point where, like, I put things up on YouTube – and then I think it was Avcon. I did a panel at Avcon. And then I went from doing panels at Avcon about, you know, costume building and working with foam, literally taking a piece of paper and turning it into a helmet, those sort of things. That's made of resin. That's not a piece of paper. Yeah, but so. you can you can do that. Wow. And so I made um, – I'll have to send you a photo of it. It's like uh, the elven armor from Lord of the Rings. Wow. And I made that out of foam. And there's ways that, like, you get the foam – and then you shape it into the shape you want by like through cutting it mm-hmm. and gluing it together. And then when you mix water and just like PVA wood glue together, mix it together and paint it over it, the EVA foam absorbs it and makes it hard. Ah. So you just keep painting that over and that's how you make these sort of things. Mm. Um, and so then I started teaching people how to do that at panels at, at Comic-Con. Yeah. And then moms would come up to me after with like these swords they made their kids for book week and Comic-Con because they watched my YouTube video. Wow, that's And cool. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't think putting that up was even going to do anything. Yeah. But there's, like, an Adventure Time kid. And I'm like, what? So then I really got, like, I kept doing it and consistency and all of that sort of stuff. So then 
Um, that's when I fell into fitness. Mm. And now it's like, I would love one day when I have like five minutes to pair cosplay and fitness together. Yeah. It doesn't have the path yet together, but one day it will. And that's why like, you know, putting that on for the first time since 2017 was huge. Yeah. Like my shoulders barely wanted to fit in it, oh, but like, awesome. so it's cool. like to, <laughs> to be able to just make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. You can literally make anything out of nothing. So yeah. when people doubt themselves, it's like, if someone can turn a piece of fabric into a dress, yep. right? And then that dress is put on Billie Eilish, which is then on Vogue. Mm-hmm. It's like anything is possible because yeah, everything exactly. comes from that little speck of cotton. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that's actually a really good analogy. <laughs> and somehow, I, somehow, <laughs> somehow I fit Billie Eilish into that too. I could, I could see you watching this back, nodding, going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I, was, that's so, I was like... I'm like, yeah, the cotton feels. But it's because remember how that cl- that girl was like, so tell me, you make do you make oh, yeah. the cotton as well? And I'm like, soon. Soon, yeah, that's, that's the funniest right. thing. Yeah, well, that's it. And you say there's not a path with fitness and cosplay at the moment, but uh, you know, maybe you can create the path. My goal is like I have to re resize some of the straps on the chest plate. Mm. But what I really want to do is a fitness photo shoot oh, yeah, in cool. in the dread outfit, though. Yeah. So. Even though I'm doing this 12-week challenge, I think I'm, yeah, so we're in week nine now. Mm. Um, my goal is to do a photo shoot at the end of it. And then I was like, I was like, everyone does it in like apparel and mm. stuff like that. And I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do it in my dread outfit. Because <laughs> I think when you put the, um, the armor plates on there and everything else, and you've got like all the other gadgets, it looks so badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to like do a photo shoot in a gym. In yeah. a costume. Yeah. I mean, like, Judge Dread leg pressing. Like, okay. <laughs> like, why not? Oh, social media. Does, uh, I have yeah. to do it. I really want to do it now. But, like, social media doesn't have to be so serious. There's no rules. Yeah, There's exactly. no rules in creativity. And that's why art is amazing. There is no rules. That's right. And, and what you yeah. might get out of something, somebody else might go, oh, silly, but you might really speak to you. Oh, my God. A painting I have in my gym is like that. Um, my friend Rachel, is an, uh, she does a lot of art. And she painted during lockdown um, in Melbourne. So she's in Melbourne. And um, she painted this art piece just randomly with her boyfriend. They were just doing some arts and crafts. And so she did this art and she posted it up on, in, up on Instagram. And I saw it in her story. I was like, it really resonated with me. And it was like a, a, a female features, mm-hmm. but then there was just colours all through the mind. And there was no eyes. It was just all colours and... It was like chaos but beautiful. Mm. And I was like, holy moly, I need to own this. And then I kind of like – she then posted it on her Instagram page and Mm. I said, yo, can I buy this? And then I did. And now it's in in the studio because it's like when I look at that, it's it's infinite because the mind just opens up. Mm. And it's like that's why art is so powerful is like you might think that your artwork – like this is for the artists listening. Mm. You might think your art – doesn't have meaning, mm-hmm. but it does. Someone's yeah. going to find that piece of art on Etsy, they're going to buy it. Mm. And they're going to probably frame it and put it in their room and then look at it and be like, if that person's being able to put their art on Etsy, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Little did they know that you doubted every single shred of yourself to put it up there. <laughs> but they're going to find motivation in that. Yeah. So if people are finding motivation and inspiration in you, be inspired by yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And then with those art uh, creation processes, you could say, look, 
I'm creating this for myself. Like, I don't care what anybody else yeah. thinks. I want it to be like this and this is the message that I'm getting from it. And then it's like whatever it is, whether it's a painting, whether it's a workout, whether it's, um, you know, a, a design of, of something or a new product or, mm. or a business. And it's like this is for me first. I want it to be like this because that's the message and the feeling that I get from it. The yeah. emotional response for, is for me first. And then it's like others might um, also get that same feeling or get something mm. else from it as well. Um, and that's what is so empowering with, with watching, say, cinema or, or listening to certain music where it's like, you know, people mm. say, what sort of music do you like? And I always say stuff that I can get a, an emotional reaction from. Yes. Whether it's sad, whether it's ex, uh, um, yeah. to pump you up or whether it's to, you know, a story or whatever throughout the lyrics or it's quite clever. But those are the things that I enjoy the most because it's like you can feel something. You get mm. you get a reward for having experienced it, whether yeah. you're looking at it, you're listening to it, you're doing it, whatever it is. It's like those are the moments that are rewarding because you can tell the difference between somebody who's painted by the numbers to put out a certain amount of pictures that are exactly yes. the right thing and it's like, yeah, that's boring. Or they've put their heart and soul into something and it's a, it's a circle. <laughs> yeah. But it's like... But, but it's that, a damn good circle. Yeah. And that's to what them, I love. they were like, I had it exactly... You know, they can tell you the story of why it's important to them. Oh, my God, man. I, like, drew a freaking ice cream for one of the designs... <laughs> Because I didn't want, like, seriously, no, seriously (laughs) laugh about it because I didn't want to spend two bucks on Etsy for it. I was like, I'm going to make this mine. So we drew an ice cream from scratch, like, making this, when you said circles, I was like. Oh, yeah. You showed me this picture, didn't you? Yeah, the little ice cream dude. And I'm just like, I'm going to make my own ice cream because it's like, I just, I just that person. But the thing is now, I was like, I'm so proud of that ice cream. Well, yeah, because you would have looked at other people's stuff and gone, that's not right. That's not what I wanted. Now I'm like, yo, I made this ice cream. So if that person's going to put out a circle and be proud of it, I'm going to put out an ice cream. Yeah, that's the difference. Graphic designers I have so much respect for. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. They are the underpaid heroes of the world. (laughs) Seriously. But when somebody looks at a result, whatever it is, and they say, um, I want that exact thing. You're not going to be able to do it. Like you're not going to be able to replicate somebody else's mm-hmm. uh, experience, talent, feeling, moments, and effort that went into creating whatever yes. it was. Uh, and rather than trying to replicate what they did, find your own thing. Mm. And you can be inspired by what they do. And I, for me, like with fitness, it's like I will take inspiration from everywhere and anywhere. It's like somebody that's working hard. It's like, oh, that's I'm going to work harder than that. Or, you know, somebody that uh, say you watch a movie and it makes you like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And yeah. That's, you know, and so, but it's not I'm trying to be that character. I'm not trying to get that exact result yeah. they got. But I'm doing it uh, in my own way to get my own reward. You find inspiration in what's relative to you mm-hmm. and, in, and to what you need to keep you up and like people say motivation's bullshit and inspiration's absolutely not like they are so important if it inspires you to get up Uh awesome if it motivates you awesome but underlining to all of that you have to be dedicated Uh but like what you said about the music before um if it provokes emotion you know because then that's like you know like you can push that extra limit yeah like if i'm if i'm lifting it's like a certain style of music sometimes it changes but then when I'm, like, doing something that I need to be meditative in and get through a really hard set, yeah. it's like symphonic orchestral music. Doing soundtrack. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> what one? <laughs> what soundtrack? 
Doom. <laughs> the Doom soundtrack, that's intense. Like Sorry. like doing cardio to like the Interstellar soundtrack yeah. or like, oh my God, I did, um. so you know Hans Zimmer, mm. the composer, mm. there's all, he, he did uh, the live Hans Zimmer experience, right? Wow. And they recorded it and it's up on Spotify. So it's, it's Hans Zimmer live wow. and it's, all his like most memorable pieces, Whew. but there's the dark. He does the Dark Knight trilogy, ah. and it, it opens up with like the Joker theme, yeah. then goes into the Batman theme, and yeah. then into like the chaos of like um, like Dark Knight Rises with like Bane, Bane and yeah. just the way that Shush, hits. Sure. I'm just like, <laughs> I listen to that when I'm on the I'm like, yes. And then if I'm really starting to fall behind, I'll put on the Wonder Woman soundtrack because like the story behind how even music is made you know like it's an electric cellist it's not a guitar it's an electric cellist and um i just like i find so much inspiration in the way that you know that musical art is made and then i'm like oh my god like why don't i just do this with my own life and so then you just visualize to epic music your own life and then you're standing in it yeah literally yeah become the hero of your movie exactly oh. if you want to be batman be batman <laughs> you know what's funny actually I wanted a Stormtrooper outfit ages ago. Yeah. And I applied, I think it was called the 501st. Um, I emailed them. Mm. And I sent them my measurements. They're like, cool, cool, cool. What are your measurements so we can make your armor? And I was like, sweet. Here you go. Their email reply back was, you are actually too short to be a Stormtrooper. And I was like, oh, wait, have you not seen Star Wars? Yeah. You know how, Matthew, sure. you're too short. To, aren't you a little short to be a Stormtrooper? You know when Princess Leia... When oh. Luke saves. Oh, yes. No, oh, you, my God. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Oh. You're talking about one of nine movies, but, yeah, that's fine. You know, like, you're a little too short to be a Stormtrooper. Anyway, it's funny. That was great. It <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, I, was too I, I thought that you were saying that they couldn't. You couldn't they couldn't make that. it because I was oh, too little. Okay. All right. Because I was too short to be a Stormtrooper. So make your own. No, I didn't. Oh. I made that instead. Right. But like, no. Sorry, I ruined oh the joke. man, the joke is so good. <laughs> Star Wars nerds love it. Oh god. Oh. Oh, god. I, t- I tell a joke that no one gets all the time. That's like such a good nerd joke. That that's just, a good one. Um, now that I've got it, it died. <laughs> it's dead. I like your face looking at me expectantly. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. Oh. You're too short to be a stormtrooper. Yeah. It's like. Oh my god! <laughs> but great. now they're a little bit more inclusive in the sizing, so that's okay. <laughs> but I was just like, I just never forget getting that email and be like, "I'm too short." What? Uh, I'm a stormtrooper, so yeah. I guess you got to meet. Uh, well, in terms of what they would be doing as a manufacturing business, yeah. they would just have like hundreds of the, the cast, pretty similar like yeah. sizing. So. And that's what this is. This is um, a resin cast helmet um, by his name. God, Pinsky Props. He was a guy over in the US. Mm. He was like the main maker of these things. And like they just make them and pop them up on Etsy. And me and dad uh, uh, painted it up. Like this thing has been through hell and back. And this, the I needed a visor for in the helmet. And this is why talking about your goals and stuff is so cool. Is that I took it. <laughs> I took it to, I think it was the Yamaha store in the city. And I took it in and it hadn't been painted yet. And I said, hey, I need a visor for in this. And these like, all these guys suddenly congregated around the helmet. And they're like, <laughs> they gave me that visor for free because it was so cool. All right. Yeah. Cool. It was really, really cool. Um, 
just because I was talking about how I was making the dread out, uh, outfit, yeah, the yeah. Anderson one. And one guy was a massive Anderson fan. And um, he was like, you never see females wanting to costume in that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah so well, yeah, She's a badass chick. She like, is so... Um, if you haven't watched Dread... <laughs> not not so the uh, Stallone version. No, the Carl Urban. <laughs> the classic Stallone version. But it's such a great movie. Like, even when you think about, like, how she had to climb the floors and she's the one that ended up winning... I'm just thinking of Stallone jokes. That's all right. <laughs> I was just Do thinking it. of Stallone. Give me one. No, that that is it really? Is it a bad dad joke? No, no, no. Oh. I'm just thinking his script must have been like a lot of like you know the way they've written it. Thank you guys for watching this Daily Combat podcast here with Natalie Stone. Your Instagram handles again. Nat Strong Hobbit. <laughs> No, it's Nat, Nat, Nat Strong Hobbit or Stone Strength PT for the business page. There you go. Yeah. All right, thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Daily Combat Podcast. Special thanks also go out to our main sponsor, Real Estate Agents Group. This company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups. With their board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience, Real is for real people by real people. Check them out on Facebook under Real Estate Agents Group or visit their website urbanandruralsales.com.au The Daily Combat Podcast is proudly brought to you by Dave Stockbridge, Isabella Rossitano and Hollywood Matt Connolly. Make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com you can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at The Daily Combat Podcast team.